Hello. Hello out there. Um, you guys, you've reached Wine, Women & Writing. I'm Pamela Fagan Hutchins, and this is the show where I love to talk to and play fangirl with authors that I enjoy reading, and I love to read about books with great female characters and their complexity, their authenticity. I especially love mystery, suspense, thriller. So today we're gonna to cover all those bases with my guest, who's also somebody that I would just chat with, whether she was a writer and whether she had a new book out or not, because this, you guys, is Danielle Girard. She's Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling, Amazon chart-topping author. I mean, you name it, she's awesome. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Pamela. We do have a lot of fun together. I wish we were doing this in person, but um, this is not the in-person time, so we will do everything online and enjoy it. I'm happy to be here. I am excited. I guess that, uh, you know, we did get to talk in person last time, and yeah. it was fantastic, but this is the next best thing. It feels like everyone we talk to these days is just like this. Totally. Virtual, virtual everything. And, um, and, you know, I want to talk about a lot of things besides books today, but... I read a good book yesterday. Did you know that? I think I heard that from a little birdie. <laughs> I stayed up, you guys, until like two in the morning because I got an advanced copy of Whiteout, which is Daniel's release that comes out today. Yeah, well, technically it's out August 1st, um, uh, but it is part of Amazon's first read program in July. So yay. not only is it out today, but it is free for Amazon Prime members and $1.99 if you're not a Prime member. So it's pretty much a steal. It's pretty, it, it's not pretty much. That is definitely a steal. And um, congratulations on it Thank being you. in first reads and it coming Thank out. So you guys get on Amazon. If you're a Prime member, snatch it now. If you're not, get it for that price. Cause like I said, I stayed up late reading this book and I didn't guess who done it. That's, isn't that like the best thing to hear? The, the, Reviews that say I, I couldn't sleep until I finished the book I, kept me up all night. Those are my favorite. It's because it's like it just takes you out of your – and the world is not an easy place right now. So the idea that you find a book that just like makes all that go away for a few hours is so fun. Exactly. I mean I like a good escapist book at the best of times, but right now I think it's practically essential. It's like the best medicine. and. Yeah. You had me. I just kept reading faster and faster and faster. So it's called White Out, and it is a new protagonist for you. It's a new series for yeah. you. It's a new location for you. It is. Oh, no. Um, so tell us about it. Um, so White Out is actually the first um, in the Badlands thriller series, and it is set in a fictitious town um, of Hagen, North Dakota, which is totally new for me. All of my books up to this point have been um, primarily based in the San Francisco Bay Area, where I'm from. But as you guys know, and Pamela, you understand this, we, I now live in Montana. Um, I know you have a similar um, landscape there in Wyoming. So it's really different to live here. And people have been asking me, when are you going to set a book in Montana? And I don't really want to do that. I know you set your books um, in Wyoming, but for, or some of them. But I'm... Um, I'm pretty happy to keep the distance. So I went to um, Williston, North Dakota, did some research about um, you know small towns, the oil um, business, and sort of fell in love with the idea of that kind of venue. And then I just created a town so that I 
didn't, um, you know, it's fun. When you create a town, you can make up all sorts of secrets and, and you know, politics and drama that you just you want to avoid using somebody else's small town for. So that was <laughs> really fun. And, um, and basically it starts, Lily Baker is, um, has been in a car accident. She wakes up. She doesn't know who she is. Um, she doesn't recognize the, the man beside her. Um, and she learns a, a few very disturbing things about herself. Um, and then also that a woman has been murdered uh, in Hagen and that they are um, closely connected by an old crime. So she's trying to figure out who she is. A detective is trying to figure out why this woman is um, killed. And it just goes from there. It is, okay, so we've got this detective who is a woman in a man's world in a small town in a um, rugged country. So, you know, we've got all that going on. And we've got this woman with amnesia who is, like you say, finding out some disturbing things about herself. So for me, and the woman, the person killed is a woman. So already I was like, okay, this is just like, got great female characters kicking it off from the get-go. It was so Thank much fun. The, the the other thing I would tell you guys, a lot of people that are going to be watching and listen to this show. And if you are feeling a little sweltering, let's say you live in Alabama or somewhere steamy, <laughs> this will be your air conditioner for the summer. This book is, you just feel the cold of North Dakota in this book, which is part of the creepiness, right? I mean, it's, it's, a harsh climate. It's a barren environment, and you got that down pat. Did that come from your white, uh, your Montana experience, or? I mean, I think it does, right? I mean, you know, I my writing schedule is such that I'm always writing like in the dead of winter here, where you literally it's by three thirty, it's kind of dark, so it isn't hard to imagine being really cold. Um, <laughs> and I think it added something to the idea, particularly because, as you know, some of the very last scenes happen outside. Um, and that's the whiteout. They're in a storm. And it, that adds sort of a whole, I mean, nature can add so much tension and drama to an already sort of difficult situation, right? Because exactly. it's unpredictable. <laughs> exactly. And so with this, the Badlands series, um, completely different from the last series of yours that I was reading, which Dr. Schwartzman, I think was the yes. protagonist in this, where it was very urban, it was yeah. West Coast. And so did you, did you enjoy that switch or, you know, did you find it hard to make that switch? I, you know, I do definitely enjoy it. I don't, I don't think I felt like it was hard when I, the, the premise of this book is what happened for me first, which is this woman sort of in this isolated landscape, you know, she has to make her way back into town after she's, you know, walks away from this car accident. And um, the, I mean, the idea of that being in an urban environment really didn't make sense. Plus mm -hmm. this small town, although of course there are small towns in every, you know, everywhere, even in, in very ur urban places like California. Um, but it, there was something just really appealing to me about a small town in an isolated landscape surrounded by other small towns where, cause you know, some of this action happens in Hagen, which is our fictitious town, but some of it also happens in, in other um, small towns. So it was, it was, I did some, you know, I did go over to North Dakota, which is it's a heck of a drive from here. <laughs> On the East coast, you could have passed, and you know this, you could have passed through six States between here and, you know, the town in North Dakota that I, um, that I went to, but, um, 
So I did do some research over there, but it is appealing. And I'm, you know, I've already written Far Gone is the second book in the oh, series. Awesome. And I just turned, I turned that in a couple of weeks ago and gotten some um, good thumbs up from um, some of the readers. So that's, it's really fun to be back in that town. I d and, you know, it is strong women. There's also Ivor Larson, who is our male protagonist, an Afghan vet. Um, and I kind of fell in love with him too. Um, so it's, so he is such a mess when you start. Yeah. He's yeah. such a mess and you yeah. just hurt for him and you yeah. want things to um, go better for him. So you'll be rooting for him, guys. He's just, I, I just, I loved him too. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's always, I think that this is an interesting book to write because actually two of the main three characters have some memory issues. I mean, he had he is has some traumatic brain injury from his time in Afghanistan. And so <laughs> we had a lot of, you know, thankfully the detective is there to kind of root us in what really the reality, because mm -hmm. we had a couple of people dealing with, um, with memory loss and, and, and amnesia of sorts, which was, it's sort of fun to play with, but um, it's nice also to have somebody who's thinking a little bit more clearly. And for me, um, it wasn't like a traditional unreliable narrator type of story because it was so authentic that you were trying to figure this out with her. I didn't, I didn't feel tricked. In other words, you know, yeah, you'll yeah. read an unreliable narrator and it's like, okay, okay, okay. When are you going to drop the boom on me? But instead you're just like, you're just like looking around every corner trying to figure out for Lily and, and for Ivor too, what's going on. So I enjoyed that piece of it. And thank you. I think everybody else will too. So congratulations on already having thank far you. gone. Um, in the can. Are you working on number three now? Or are you taking I, literally, I literally just finished number two like two weeks ago. But yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know how it is. As soon as you fit, um, turn one in, you're like, okay, I got it. I have to have another book idea. I better start working. <laughs> I am taking a little time, you know, since of course there's 11 months of winter and then four weeks of summer in Montana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I to enjoy um, some of that. But yes, I'm our, I've got an idea. This is the third book will also be set in Hagen. It's the, another book in the series. And I have kind of a rough sketch of the, that initial premise. So I'm excited about that. But that's all I've got. And so I come to you. Is it like you, you got it? That's it. It's like, um, it's in North Dakota. And I got that part. Yeah. Um, do your ideas come to you? like because you sit down and you explore possibilities or is it more like, oh, you're in the shower and it just pops into your head or something like that? Well, it's, they tend to be sort of um, like that, you know, just a, a random scenario. And I'm always thinking kind of what's the worst case um, that could happen right in this moment. And in fact, one of my recent books, Expose, um, was born just from a random situation where I, my Exhum had come out in September of 2016. And we were camping with no cell service, but I was dying to see what the Amazon rank is, which is, you know, authors, we are such, I am such a slave to the ranking, to my reviews, um, which is, it's not good for my head, but anyway, there it is. So we were, my son and I, my son was like, I'll drive out of you know, the campground with you and we'll look to look at what the you know, reviews or what the ranking is. So we got in the, the, our truck and we drove 10 miles down the dirt road until we got cell service and we were parked there. And at that point, Exum was actually number one in the store in the Amazon. Yes. Oh my God, I know. It was like, oh, it's worth the drive. <laughs> worth it. I would have walked, but, um, but my son would not have come with me. But um, so, but a, um, a um, fire truck, like a, you know, a back country fire truck drove by and they, the, the 
off, you know, the officer or the fireman wanted to check and just make sure we were okay. And so I had this idea like, wow, this a mother and a son on this road just stopped for kind of no reason. And so the beginning of Expose is exactly that. Schwartzman is on her way to a scene in Golden Gate Park. There's a Jeep parked on the side of the road in the park um, with a mother and son. And when she comes back out from her scene, the Jeep is there, but it's empty. And then, of course, the next day that she's drawn back to that scene and it's, um, you know, the, there is one of the, somebody's dead. <laughs> that. But those are the, the kinds of scenarios that kind of just come to me and then the yeah. story builds from there. Yeah, like you said, it's worst case scenario. What if, what if, what if, what if? Really? You know, it's, it's totally like you're walking through Jackson, Wyoming this weekend looking at the Elk Antler Arch and I'm like, what if that was the murder weapon? You know, it's always, right. you know, right. something like that. I can so relate to that thing about checking ranking and the whole you drive to sell service and you're like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's terrible. It's not good for us. I know it's not good because there's nothing you can do, right? Like there's nothing you can do. The okay. book's in the world. Hopefully, people love it. Not everyone will love it, and some of them will tell you how much they didn't love it. And you know that's just hard. That's just part of this this gig. And yeah. um, I need to, yeah. But I the first couple of days, I'm 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 really not good at being like okay. Just yeah, look. exactly. Well, I got to tell you, I've got total kid envy um, because I, you and I, you know, are, are friends and we um, uh, correspond a little bit through social media. We, I follow you. Um, I would say stalk, but since we're friends, it's not stalking. No. But you posted about your daughter has started reading your books. Mm -hmm. And I have so much jealousy about that because, of course, the hardest audience for me to crack is my kids. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's funny. And I actually had told them uh, jokingly that they could read my books when they were 30. Um, <laughs> and nobody, you know, we're not, my kids aren't even huge readers, which I feel like, oh my God, how are my children not huge readers? But they're for sure not huge suspense readers. But one day Claire just said, and then, I mean, she just picked up the first book in, in the Schwartzman series, Exhum. And it was, it was really sweet. You know, I kind of feel like she had to do it on her own terms, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm sure like when it'll happen for you, Pamela, and then they're gonna just, that, your kids will just read like all of them. And um, it if is- If they like, have good taste, right? <laughs> exactly, of course they do. Hmm. And you're their mama and they'll be like, wow, mom, I had no idea what you did in that little room in the basement. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. So is that your writing room? Where Where, where is your writing room? And do I you write not, in a writing room? Yeah, I'm, I'm in actually my bedroom right now because um, it has sort of some nice light. Um, but um, but I do, I have a, a basement office and it has um, good light too, but it's kind of, my office for some reason is always a little bit of a disaster, which is maybe just part of my process. So I was like, I'm not going to talk down here right now. It's a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it does. It's nice because the basement is like our, you know, TV den room and then a guest room. So nobody's really down there very often, particularly during the day. It, it's really, it's a nice quiet place. Um, and with everybody being home, the spring has been so strange, right? I mean, our, my daughter was already a sophomore in college. My son's a senior in high school. So I didn't see them as much, um, at least in the fall. But now it's like everybody's here all the time. So having a little um, place that's quiet and I can close the door is um, particularly important. Now. Yeah, the, one of the challenges for me with summer writing is we run this lodge and yeah. we'll have... 11 guests upstairs and I'm hiding in the basement and earphone, uh, you know, 
big yeah. earphones yeah. Are, have become my best friend, noise canceling, yeah. et cetera. It, it, and everybody's going through that, right? I mean, my yeah. husband's life is a Zoom call, you know? Yes, I think that is right. And I actually, even in the basement, I use, um, I oftentimes use earplugs or noise reducing. I really like it to be silent, silent. Um, and you know, there's just dogs, there'll be dogs barking or somebody's running a lawnmower or, you know, in the winter it's other noises, but similar. So I do, I mean, I think, I think a good pair of noise canceling headphones are like a writer's best friend. Yeah. I'm always trying to hear what's actually going on in a scene or hear the, yes. hear the voices in my head and anything, you know, messes with that mojo. My gosh, I just flicked my hair and was like a cotton ball. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So when you're not writing, you do fun stuff, right? What, what is, what is Danielle's, um, non-writing life like? Fun stuff. Well, I'm a huge reader too. I mean, to be honest, and I, I mean, I just enjoyed one of your books, as you know, recently. And um, I read a lot. I probably read between 60 and 100 books a year. So I'm reading, I read a lot. And my husband's a really great outdoorsman. <laughs> I say that because it's not my, always my nature to be like, oh, sure, let's go take that massive hike or, um, <laughs> but he's, pretty good at dragging me along, kicking and screaming, usually for the first couple of hours. And then uh, I do love to be outside. And and, and in the winter, we, um, we do some downhill skiing. I do less downhill skiing now because everybody's so fast and it makes me a little nervous. Um, it, it gets worse every year. I mean, I I'm getting a lady brain, you know, it's like, what? Does it have to be so loud? Do you have to go so fast? I you know? know. I know. That terrifies me. So I'm really more on the cross. I love cross-country skiing. Um, I love walking. I've got two big puppies. I mean, they're golden retrievers. So they were, you know, they, they're good too. They're the other things that get me out the door. Um, and um, in the summer, we have a raft and a camper. And so we're going to actually do the Smith River. Um, nice. Which I've never done. That's like a, you have to put in... Um, it's a lottery draw to get to, and so it's it's like back. We've done backcountry canoeing, um, but we've never done backcountry rafting. So that'll be, um, I mean, less work, right? The thing I love about rafting is it's a float, um, <laughs> not to be confused with a paddle. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to scare you, but the book I'm turning in this week is um, is uh -oh. is basically Deliverance in Wyoming. No. And so no. we'll have to talk offline. I'm going to read that in the fall. I'm not going to read that between now and the middle of July. No way. I do, I do, believe me, the worst case scenario brain is hard at work on what it's going to be like in the Smith. But uh, that'll be that'll be your uh, one of your future books is uh, <laughs> something's going to happen up there. You know it. But good stuff. It's just going to yeah. be what if stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's all going to be. It's all going to be completely perfect while I'm there. And then I can, we can write the bet, the scary book about it afterwards. But exactly. um, do, your, yeah. kids, do your kids like the outdoorsy stuff? Like your husband, they cut they, do they adventure with you. They, they like some of it for sure. They camp with us. Um, although, you know, they, as they get older, as you know, they are, they would rather be with their friends, but they did. We went camping last weekend and they came, which was super sweet. It was father's day. So, you know, I think they probably felt compelled uh, <laughs> and they laughed with us. And, you know, my son is a huge golfer. My husband's a huge golfer. And my, um, so they do that together. And then they, they do backcountry um, camping with us and, um, and obviously in the summer, in the winter, they both are really, really good skiers. So not, not everything, but a lot of it. Yeah. And that's, I think, you know, you live in a place like Wyoming and Montana and kids just, they have to learn how to enjoy the outside because, um, 
we don't have a lot of inside stuff going on. Exactly. Right? You have to embrace the outdoors. You know, the, the kids learn to ride horses, they ski, they snowmobile, um, yeah. you know, things like that, that sound exotic and like vacation to other people. But it's like, that's what we do. Yes. That's like, yeah, exactly. And that makes them super lucky. So my son's going to, um, planning on going to school in Boston, um, in the fall, which is such a weird time, but hopefully, yeah, exactly. Hopefully. And, um, and yeah, his, the way he grew up will be obviously hugely different from the way probably most of his classmates will have grown up, you know? So yeah, they're going to be him to bring uh, him, bring them with him for spring break and stuff. Take me to Montana with you. Totally. And it is that awesome. It's that awesome. I said awesome. I hope they. Yeah. I hope he does that. I hope he doesn't say no. Let's go to New York instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to our to our kids, it's like what's exotic is um, just to be able to go and and do that that city thing. Our kids grew up in the Virgin Islands for the most part, and so it gives them super cool creds, you know, with with other people, um, you know. But it's not exotic to them. It's awesome, but it's not exotic. Awesome. I have to say, it's it sounds exotic to me. Yeah, um, it is pretty it's awesome. a beautiful place. Yeah. But it is pretty awesome and exotic. I'm not going to kid. My husband's actually from there. So to him, it's really not exotic, but, um, but, but Wyoming is. So it's just, That's so funny, yeah. Yeah. Then this does it for us. So um, now with, with you, so you're going to take a little bit of time off. Then mm -hmm. does this third book have a name with this vague idea? Or does that come later? I don't have a name yet. Uh -uh. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, titles are, I think sometimes titles are the hardest two or four words to write in a book. Um, the Schwartzman series being an exception because, um, pardon the pun, because all of started with the EX, which made them so much easier. Um, but the, but again, now we're and back into the sort of more complicated titles. So um, no title idea for that yet. And I also have a little passion project I'm working on um, in addition that I started in the winter when I was really supposed to be working on Far Gone. Um, <laughs> you know how that is, right? You're like, here's the headline book, but there's this other thing I'd like to write too. So <laughs> I, um, but anyway, so I have those two things I'm working on. And that one actually, um, yeah, and that one's called The Surrogate. So um, not related to the series. So that would be, you know, perhaps a fourth book or I might finish it and be like, oh, that book is just going to get buried in the backyard. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You just never know. I've got I've got a, like a little stack of half writtens where it's yeah. like, oh, that was fun. Yes. Yes. I don't really know where that. And sometimes those half writtens emerge again and, and you figure out how to sort of finish it. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what to expect, but this is I, it's in my head. I have to write it and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, I, I hope that I will get a chance to read that one, too. Absolutely, I know. So you guys, I'm telling you, go out and get your copy today. Um, how long do they have with Amazon First Reads to get a on? Whole this month. A whole month of July. Mm -hmm. but a month of July. No time like the present. But, but yeah, but get it today, of course. <laughs> I haven't even got my little first reads email yet. I'll be excited. I'll be like, that's my Danielle. Yeah, uh, uh, so so it, it really is good. Kept me up all night. Don't guess the ending. Super, super uh, great setting. And um, can't reckon it highly enough. Thank hope you so much, Pamela. It's so fun to see you. Um, I hope we get to do this again. Um, I want to read the Deliverance book, um, but <laughs> don't send it to me until um, after yeah. the Smith trip. If you don't mind. I'd rather yeah. wait. Yeah. Well, so next time you're driving through Wyoming, you know where yeah. to stop to ride horses. 
Same, and also Montana, though we have no horses at the moment, but you, you know, raft. Up too. we you raft exactly. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Take anyway, care of yourself. Thank you. thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful day. You too. And, uh, we'll talk soon. I know. Absolutely. And you guys, here's the obligatory part. This is a copyrighted and solely owned production of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in to Wine, Women, and Writing, and I'll catch you next time. <laughs>